0: Hello and welcome to the Be Better podcast where we believe every area of your life has a little more potential you can tap into and that it is completely possible and available for you to get a little bit better in every area of your life. I am your host, Clarissa Parody, and I have trained and worked in the world of business, strategy, leadership, and performance, and I am the person who believes and creates success where there appears to be ceilings. We are so excited to have you here, and if you are the type of person who wants to get a little better, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, your love life, you are in the right place, and we can't wait to have you join us. It is a great day to change your life, let's go. Welcome back and today you get a slightly wider shot if you are watching the video podcast and I'm sitting closer to the mic which will increase the audio quality. Today we are talking about a subject that was inspired by a toddler. I have a niece, she is two years old right now and if there is one thing among many, If there's one thing presently that my niece has been extraordinary at improving my performance on is being impeccable with my word, having the utmost integrity with my word. And what is true about being impeccable and having integrity with your word is that when you are able to be in that state, when you course correct, when there hasn't, when there's been a lapse in impeccability or a lapse in integrity... The way life unfolds for you looks different. When you are of your word, things shift. And if you don't like how things are, shift your freaking word. That is the answer for many, many things. What is so interesting about language is that language generates perception, language generates identity, language generates reality. And if you want a new reality, you gotta change your language. That's just how it starts, that's how it is. Why is that? Well, words that are used in a certain way, with a certain intention, with a certain desire to create an outcome, language is used differently. And when you are clear and impeccable with your word, life will shift. You want a new story? Start by writing it, right? As a cliche as that sounds. Okay, so what was interesting about this inspo from said toddler, is that it actually sent me into a whirlwind of all the places, times, moments where I've relearned, first learned, discovered, re-encountered the distinction of integrity, the distinction of impeccability, and it also brought back into my field of view books I have read and concepts I have learned, including the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So if you haven't had a chance to read that, put that on your to read list. There is gold in there, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're doing, there's gold in there. So we'll touch a little bit on the four agreements. I'll cover them high level to see if maybe you want a little more of those things to make your life run a little more smoothly. How did my toddler niece inspire today's topic? Well, (laughs) I am a doer. I like doing things. I love exploring and being active. I'm pretty high energy. I have a zest and vim and vigor for life. I love doing, and I also love being outside. And my niece loves it. She is that way. I am grateful to my sister for birthing me a little adventure buddy. This, thank you, sister. Thank you. And as I'm watching her, I look at my sister and I say, I really think she'd enjoy A Weekend Away in the Mountains. I think that would be really fun. I could take her on a gondola. We could go and canoe on the lake. That's like, it, it's pristine. It's so, it's crystal clear. It's the most turquoise bright blue you've ever seen. It is magic. I look at it and I'm wowed by that which exists. How is this even possible? You go from driving on a highway where there might be some rolling hills to these giant, just wow, huge, rocky eruptions from the earth. It's staggering. It's beautiful. And and I know she'd love it. Now, my sister and her husband are not as um, outdoorsy, adventurous as I, I am. I do know that I could be more. And sometimes having a little sidekick will have me try new things and uh, a lot of my friends are now married and they have children and I am not married and I do not have children so why not borrow someone else's kid. So I tell my sister we're going wow, we really want to do this and she's like I think that's great and so we do the strategy that she's been doing with other things. And the other things like when when they knew they were going to move and they wanted to prepare my niece for this change, they talked a lot about we're going to get a new house. This is what's going to happen. This is going to be your bedroom for three more months, for two more months, for one more month. Recognizing like kids don't actually understand what a month is yet, but that practice and that that seeing the countdown because they know that three is bigger than two is bigger than one. She gets that. And I'm thinking, you know, if we tell her now, my plan is like the summer when things are melted because how are you going to canoe in the mountains on ice? So we tell my niece this, and I can see her starting to understand. She's like, that's a mountain. That's a gondola. Okay. Is that something you want to do with Auntie? Yeah. Okay. She. If she doesn't want to do something, she generally says no right away. And then sometimes takes convincing. And then by the time we get her, she's ready to enjoy it. But she's already in. She's already in. Then we talk about the lake. and We talk about a hike. And she stands up. And I'm like, well, I guess, okay, well, we gave it our... First little go. she grabs her purse and looks at me and says, let's go right now. (laughs) Let's go right now. Oh, no. (laughs) This is months out. There's nowhere near meltiness right now. This is probably, this is probably in the midst of Canadian summer, which is July at best. This little girl is ready to go. (laughs) She's ready to go. And she's been talking about it for seven days. So needless to say, kids keep you on track for being of your word and they'll remind you and they'll remind you and they'll remind you and they'll remind you. And I don't know if you've ever had a parent or a grandparent or a teacher say they're going to do something and then not do it. There is definitely an impact. There's definitely an impact. And the person I want to show up as for anyone in my life is someone who is of their word. And so we're going to look at what impeccability with your word looks like. And we're going to look at what it means from a dictionary perspective to look at impeccability and integrity and how it could possibly transform and impact your day to day experience so that life just gets better for you. I want life to always be better for you in, in every way, shape, and form that's available. How does Merriam Webster define impeccable? They define impeccable as free from fault or blame, it is flawless. Or, now, okay, thanks Miriam. We'll touch on sinning in a second. And the definition of integrity is the quality of being honest and fair or the state of being whole and complete. The state of being whole and complete. Now, impeccability can also land in the world of perfectionism, which is not where we're going to go with it. The, the, the goal with this is, is to be of your word, to say that which is true, to only speak what you mean, which is where Don Miguel Ruiz in his book discusses this, and it it will change your life. I don't know if you've ever had to, uh, been in a situation where you felt like you've had to agree to something, to to an opinion, to a policy, when you knew you didn't agree with it, and or it wasn't in alignment with your values. It violated you in some way, uh, whether it was from a values perspective, from an ethics perspective, from a morality perspective, what have you. There is an ick that comes with that, oh, yuck, she's a gross feeling. And I noticed there have been times in my career, especially as a younger person before I realized I was allowed to be different, where I thought that I had to align myself with what was already successful and, and working, even if I disagreed with it. And there was a physical consequence for me. That doesn't happen for everyone, but there was a physical consequence for me. I, my health plummeted. And for some people, their mental health plummets. And for other people, they just physically dwindle or their performance sucks or they become bitter or whatever. But when they're not in alignment and they're not impeccable with their word, there's there's a consequence. So, if you're wondering what yours has been, just look back. Be like, where has been a time where I was not in integrity, where I was not speaking with integrity, where I was not whole and complete with what I was saying? Where I didn't say what I meant? Maybe you told someone you loved them when you didn't. Maybe you said you'd want a second date when you didn't. Maybe you said, yeah, I'll consider the job offer and you knew it just wasn't for you. And there's lack of integrity there. You can actually deliver uncomfortable information like I don't love you or I will not be interested or accepting this job in a a constructive way that has integrity that keeps you impeccable with your word and allows both parties to operate with a mutual understanding. Imagine if you both were on the same page as much as possible with what's happening, what the communication is, right? That changes everything. If someone tells you, or maybe you've been told that you were getting a promotion or you were loved or whatever, when it was obviously not true, and maybe you started denying your own reality, you could have looked at it and said, well, this person said they loved me, but all of their behaviors are pointing to not loving me they're cheating, they're not showing up, they aren't participating in our relationship, they've not stopped responding to me, but they said they loved me just yesterday. They said they loved me a week ago and we can deny our own reality because of what we hear. So consider that if you are not having integrity with your word, if you are not impeccable with your word, you could be distorting someone else's reality. You could be distorting someone else's reality. This is like unintentional gaslighting, right? In some ways. Where you have people question their own reality simply because you're not behaving with integrity, you're not you're not in integrity with your word. In Don Miguel's book, he talks about the four agreements, and, the, and we'll just high level review them. The four the first one is be impeccable with your word, say what you mean, mean what you say, speak with integrity, and this is the sin part that I said we'd come back to. Back to. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Now there's a concept of sin that actually just means separation, separation from that which is true. So if you take on sin as the definition of that, a separation from that which is true, when you speak against yourself, you're speaking, if I was to say things that weren't true about me, if I was to talk poorly about myself in ways that, if I really looked at it, is it really true? Like self-deprecating humor, is it am I do it all the time I'm actually really bad at it I I'm not a model (laughs) for this there's room for growth here too those things aren't necessarily that which is true about you it could be just your current state right now and the gossip of others just creates separation it just creates separation if what is true is let's say the concept of love let's say like that's the purpose of all things if you're stepping and separating separating yourself from it that would be in the world of sin there's other interpretations that's just one of them that helped me understand this a little better and apply it to my life I'm like oh i'm separating myself from love i'm separating myself from truth and i'm not here for it and the fourth aspect of being uh, impeccable with your word was use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love yay well that worked out beautifully so there you go how fun is that how fun is that your word creates your reality. Your word creates your reality. I started writing things out, the, the version of me that I'd like to show up as, and, the, and this version of me that I want to be is motivated. So I'm like, I am motivated. I don't actually feel motivated very often. I actually often get the feeling of motivation after I start doing something and I see some kind of result or progress. That's where I get the feeling. And then I write out, I am... Organized. I am a connector. I help others out. And when I start creating language, it can shift my identity. Language will create your reality. Language will create your identity. Language will create your experience of the world. And if you do not like the story of your life as it is right now, one of the great places you can start is language. How are you talking about yourself? How are you talking about others? How are you talking about what is going on in the world? My Latest challenge to myself is, okay, that which is going on in the world is just going on in the world. It is just one more thing. And what I'm creating is, what I'm creating is a life where I still get to be successful, where I still get to have connection, where I have fun. And everything that I've committed to creating is occurring despite what's happening in the world. And it's not to overlook what's happening in the world. It's like, okay, well, division and hate are happening. I don't choose division and hate. I choose something else. So I choose connection, I choose love, I choose forgiveness, I choose joy, I choose peace, I choose patience, I choose kindness, I choose gentleness, I choose self-control, all of these things that allow me to be a better version of myself so that despite the circumstances, my reality is closer to what I want it to be as opposed to the reality that seems to be determined by the circumstances of the world. Fun times to be had in this head of mine. It's great. So again, you, your word creates your reality and it, the other thing about your word is having integrity with it. Now, this distinction came from another training that I did. You guys, the amount of training, the hours and hours of training, the hours of listening, applying, making mistakes, reapplying the learning and, and figuring out how to make it something consistent in my life. It is There's no top to the mountain called greatness. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and especially if you've ever lived in the world and accidentally, you know, became a result of the world rather than a result of your own creation and design, I recognize that some of the beliefs, patterns and ways of being that I have were not because I chose them. It, were, it was a direct result of because I became that way, because I let others speak into me and I didn't ask myself if it was true or not. If I would have just asked myself if it was true or not, I would have been, huh, is it true? I don't think so. That's not true. Distinction of integrity and being impeccable with your word. When you are of your word, there are great things that happen. Credibility happens. You trust yourself. Others trust you. Things flow. It literally creates flow. There's no obstacles that you have to hip hop over. It's just moving through. There's no wizardry that's required to make life easier. Now, there are going to be times where you aren't flowing because you're not in and of your word. You lack integrity. There's a lack of alignment. You've, ha- you've said things that aren't true. You've said things you didn't mean. Or you've said things you did mean and then something happened and you didn't deliver on your word. You promised to shovel the walk, do the dishes, meet the person at six, and you didn't. Now, what happens next for most people? They apologize. They make excuses. They get into the world of story. And it, all it really does is just delay things like no your excuses they're, they're they might be totally valid but they're not needed hey I was late I apologize for not honoring your time my commitment is to let you know if I'm running late and my commitment is actually to be on time but I will be in communication regardless easy peasy so recommit to what the word is or re-establish what you are committed to and you restore your integrity it's a cleanup conversation. I said this, this is what happened. This is what I'm going to do next. It's not to make up for anything. It's just to create clarity, create a clearing and allow things to move forward and through. Okay. That is the world of impeccability and integrity in a very, very tight window. Now to go over the rest of the three, four, of the four agreements. The second thing that comes up in this particular writing is do not take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. Nothing others do is because of you. You literally cannot make someone do something. You can set it up so that there's psychological pressures. Like we've seen this in some of those experiments. Um, I don't know if any of you ever took social psych. This, I didn't realize how gross it was at the time. As an adult, Much later, 15 years later after learning it, I I really came to understand how awful it was. The conditions were one person was in one room, one person was in the other room. The person in the other room is is the subject. This person is told if the person makes a mistake on the test, press this button, it will shock them. Every time they make a mistake, turn it up, press it again. And this person over here isn't actually getting electrocuted. They're just responding to the sound stimulation they're just a part of the experiment they're not actually getting hurt or electrocuted and people would keep going and turn it up and they would even keep pressing the button and there's there's a marker on this that tells you when you will kill someone Vo- the voltage is so high it will kill you and this the subject is told well they made a mistake turn it up and press the button turn it up and press the button and people went to the point where they stopped hearing the other person scream. So there are circumstances where we can make people feel like they have to take action, but no one in that experiment was forced. Their hand wasn't pressed to do it. They just felt the pressure. So this is a reminder that even if you feel pressured, that no one can actually make you do anything. And if you feel like you have to ask yourself if that's really true, I've let, I have, there's been so many things in life where I've done them because I felt like I had to. I felt like I would be in trouble if I didn't, or I'd get fired if I didn't. or if I, And does that mean I still have to do it if it's against that which I stand for? If I feel deeply morally opposed to electrocuting someone to the brink of death, do I have to electrocute them? It's an experiment. You can walk away. I actually think there, if, if that experiment was to be replicated today, they wouldn't actually let it get through ethics. <sighs> Man, I did research for my master's and the ethics board came back with adjustments to my questions because they thought one word might cause duress. I was talking about how could you enjoy the workplace more? (laughs) Like it's very sensitive area. So it's uh, fascinating that that happened. The other thing inside the world of do not take anything personally, going back to the how your word creates a reality is what others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dream, not yours. It's a a reflection and projection of them, which is interesting. If you want to feel less at the affect of others, if people unfollow you on social media or they don't like you because you liked a certain post or whatever, you can take it personally and feel like you have to go defend yourself, but everyone has a reason for what they're doing. Why do people do what they do? They have a reason. And it's because of the reality that they've internally created for themselves that they may not even be present to that they created it's their own reality. I'm watching movements happen, people differing on opinions. Since I'm not involved, it's very, it's a lot easier for me to step back. uh, When you're not in the forest, you can see the forest for the trees, right? And if they, if they could only see what I see, but if you don't have the ears to hear or the eyes to see, you're going to be locked in this reality. You don't even know you've created for yourself. So in that world, Most people don't know that yet. Most people don't. If you're here, you might know this, that fighting someone's perception or opinions, unless they're willing to see things or hear things differently, is fruitless. It's, you can't, you're not going to convince someone, uh, at least directly. There's, There's ways of opening people up, but that is not the way to do it. So when people say and do things, it is a projection of their reality, of their perception, of their dream. When you are immune to the options and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. We've actually talked a lot about needless suffering on this podcast. If you want your suffering lessened, do this. Well, this time, this thing that you ought to do to lessen your suffering is do not take anything personally. People do what they do because they do it. They don't necessarily do it because of you. I know someone he found out his mom is suffering with an illness and he's like, Oh my God, it's my fault. I'm like, you have not lived with your mom for a long time. It's been like 20 years. You've literally done nothing to create this in her. This is not you, but his reality is such that he is responsible for everyone else. So everything that goes wrong is immediately his fault. It's just not true. It's just not true. The third thing in the four group, the third agreement in the four agreements is do not make assumptions do not make assumptions this means find the courage to ask questions find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings sadness or drama Do not make assumptions. Do not assume you understand why someone did something. I have so many stories about this. Um, One of the the many examples, um, I used to get talks from my dad and my assumption was that I was in trouble all the time. I thought I was all the time in trouble. And if you knew me as a child, I was ultra straight laced, super goody two shoes, straight A's, would not like step out of line, ultra conscientious, just wanted peace, just wanted things to work, just wanted to be really great. And so when my dad gave me these motivational talks, I assumed I had done something wrong. Well, now looking back, oh my God, that's not what was happening. That wasn't what was happening at all. My dad literally saw something and he's like, listen, you're so close to this. The difference between good and excellent is this much. It's this much. It's a little shift. And this little shift can feel like a lot of work. It can feel immense. And instead I took it to mean that I wasn't trying hard enough. And that wasn't true. (laughs) That wasn't true. I could have been trying differently, Uh, trying new things. There's a whole bunch more. Oh my gosh, I just had deja vu. What just happened? That was weird. I don't get deja vu very often. It was intense. And the fourth agreement is always do your best. Your best is gonna change from moment to moment. It's not gonna look the same every day. So given the day, given the rest, given the the experience, given how hydrated you are, do your best. It's gonna be different when you're healthy as opposed to when you're sick. This year I have I have a team and two of my team members have had absolutely bonkers years and they're literally doing the best they can. Is it going to be the same as if everything went lickety split and it was just so easy and everyone was 100% healthy and there was no additional stressors in their life? No, it's not going to be the same, but they're still doing great work. They're still bringing incredible amounts of contribution to the team and they're doing it despite their circumstances because they're also creating their own reality and they're doing their best they can. They're doing the best they can. That doesn't mean let yourself off the hook. It doesn't mean look for ways to restore yourself. You need to pour into your soul. You need to pour into you. If you're not, you're not doing the best that you can. You're not giving yourself a fighting chance. And there's going to be days where pouring into yourself just feels hard. Uh, and, or why bother? Or I don't have time. And let me tell you, you will have less time if you don't pour into yourself. Because you will make time for your illness if you're not taking care of your wellness. Trust me five near death experiences in at least three and a half months of off of work in my late twenties due to a near death experience that just derailed my life. And had I done things a little differently, I would have had a different result. So I know that when I'm in overwhelm, when I'm stressed, when the things of life are happening, people are in hospitals, team members are down, projects are behind, in that space, it's harder to sleep at night when I know I haven't even tried. It's harder to sleep at night when I haven't even tried. And then what happens is a lot of us self-medicate. We'll scroll on Instagram, we'll engage in substances to maybe take off the edge, be it chocolate or alcohol, or whatever your thing is, there's a bunch out there. I like chocolate, <laughs> Green Blacks chocolate. I'll even do the milk chocolate, which is not normally what I do, but the one with almonds, the crunch. The crunch is incredible. Fun fact, if you are dealing with certain emotions, certain textures are going to feel better to you. And one of the most addictive and comforting textures is crunch. And it's especially uh, effective for people who are dealing with stress or anxiety. So you get me a milk chocolate green blacks bar that has almonds in it and there's crunch. It's deadly. The bar disappears. Do I need a full bar of chocolate? No. In some... When you are of your word or you clean up your messes and you are impeccable with what you say, or even if you just try for a little bit to be more impeccable, to only say that which is true, to speak not against yourself. And yeah, okay, you've got weaknesses, you've got flaws, you're probably a miserable human sometimes. What you could do, rather than being like, I'm a lazy POS, you can say, wow, I'm regaining strength in performance, or I'm becoming increasingly productive. Every day I'm becoming increasingly productive. What's interesting about impeccability and integrity with words is that it also really brings to mind the kind of questions we ask. The third agreement is do not make assumptions, ask questions. If I was to have integrity and impeccability with my word and if I was to ask great questions, I would ask questions that direct me towards the answers that I want. If the question I'm asking is, why did you cheat on me? Why are you firing me? That's just getting, it's going to get me more of the answer to get the same result. Then the result is breaking up, cheating, firing, whatever, whatever the junk result is. What if you asked a question that takes you the direction you want to go? What would make me a great employee? What would make me an amazing partner? What would make me perform better on the racetrack? You're going to start to get answers that give you actual legs to stand on and take you forward in a direction that is helpful there is a gentleman named rex sykes he is a master nlp practitioner he also has a book called life on your terms super fascinating guy huge blog and he has lists and lists and lists of things called directed questions so get answers to the question you want how can I become even more creative? How can I get even better results? How can I be more connected with my friends? What can I do to be more inspired? Your brain is going to start to work to have those answers. And if you want to speak not against yourself, but speak in a way that supports the result you want and the, the outcome that you're looking for, not produce more of the outcome you don't want, you're going to start asking directed questions and notice a huge difference in your life. And the other thing I'd like to touch on on agreement number three with the do not make assumptions is when you find the courage to ask questions and to express yourself clearly and to communicate so that you avoid the sadness and the drama, the theatrics and the misunderstandings that can happen in human communication, is that your counterpart that you are having a dialogue with, you have to be as interested in what they have to say as you would like them to be interested in what you have to say. Now, I can't guarantee they will be as interested in what you have to say. as, But if you approach a subject and you know there's going to be discourse or there's a lack of clarity happening between groups of people, you need to be so curious about that side so that person feels so heard, seen, and understood that there is an opening and a willingness to get curious about your side, about what you're seeing. That's just what it is. We've done this before. Here is a pen. What I see is completely blue tip to tail. But what the camera sees is mostly blue with silver down the center. And we're looking at the same object. Multiple realities can exist because multiple perspectives are looking at the same thing. It is real for both of us. What we are seeing is both true. So we have to assume that there is something of value we can get from the other side that they're seeing that we're not seeing. And if you are curious to begin with that that other side, there's a chance the person might be like, wow, you see silver? What do you mean? And then we rotate it. And we realize, whoa. <laughs> so in the world of it, don't make assumptions, getting curious, ask great questions. Ask earnest questions. Ask questions that bring things to the forefront. When you're dialoguing with someone or you're negotiating with someone, and it truly most conversations are a negotiation. When you are asking questions, having the other person articulate clearly why they are taking the stance, position, or perception that they have, they might actually find that they didn't even mean to take that stance or position to begin with or that there's holes in their argument. And it's not for you to be right, it's for there to be clarity because chances are there's also holes in your argument and you're not always completely clear and able to articulate why you have the stance you have. In sum, the four agreements are be impeccable with your word, do not take anything personally, do not make assumptions and always do your best. The one I'm sure most people will struggle with It's being impeccable with your word. It's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to forget stuff. It's easy to get ashamed or embarrassed when you said you're going to do something and you didn't and you're, damn it, I did that again. Or I broke the promise to the kid. Reestablish integrity. Go in, clean it up. Say what you said you were going to do. Say how you didn't do it. Acknowledge the impact of the situation and create a new agreement and move forward let things flow. This will transform your marriage. This will transform your business. This will give you access to new ways of communicating that create clarity, mutual understanding, and allows for multiple perspectives to exist simultaneously without discounting another person's reality. That is all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Be Better Podcast. If this in any way has touched, moved, or inspired you, please do share it with someone who you believe it will land with, someone who will also find this adds value to their life and like subscribe and leave reviews this makes a huge difference for the platforms to let them know that it is giving the people what it's intended to give them and it also encourages me to keep going and doing the thing have a tremendous day go out and change your life